Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church. You are either listening to the podcast version or you can also watch it live streaming on YouTube or recorded VOD of it. This is a new series and we are going to be going through the book of Colossians. I hope you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, the book of Colossians. Let's pray and let's get started, shall we? Father, I want to thank you for this day, and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful time going through your word, fellowshipping with one another, and worshiping you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are in part eight of Colossians, and the title of this is Hold Fast to Truth. And we have been going through this. Um, this whole entire list of, of things that Paul is basically writing to the Colossians. And in writing to the Colossians, he established like how, um, like how our actions need to be founded in Christ and how Christ is the authority and his authority is based on character, how our completeness is found in accepting Christ, and how, um, though separated due to sin, we are now able to be presented before God as blameless through Christ. And so we find that. And we also learned that the secrets and the treasures that basically everybody is trying to find things and some form of the reasons why we are here, that's all found within Jesus. And, and therefore, what we need to be as followers of Christ, we need to be steadfast, which means we need to confirm our relationship with God. And we need to walk, which means to live in him, which means our, our behavior and our demeanor. And we need to be rooted. And I love this word rooted, and maybe you're like, eh. What I like about rooted is because its definition is to become stable. The word itself recognizes the fact that when you come to know Jesus, you're not just going to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I, I know Jesus and I'm, I'm good. It's to become stable. As you follow after Christ, those roots are going to get stronger. Those, you're going to grow in him. You're going to learn to be stable. And so uh, in, in today is hold fast to truth. And the portion that, that I am in is in John 14. And I'm only going to, um, right now at the beginning, I'm just going to, to do the one verse, which is 14, 17. And it says this, Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. I'm using King James Version because I'm liking this version. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. And this is the one part that I love in the King James Version that is so very important. You will not find this in the New King James Version. But in the King James Version, it says this, and shall be in you. Jesus was making an indication that this is something that shall happen, that he's with you now. But later on, he shall be in you. So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for what is going on. I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. In your name I pray. Amen. To give you some context in John 14, going back to verse 8, 
I'll actually go back one step, a couple steps more, as a matter of fact. Um, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And I take comfort in the fact that not even the disciples that walked with him actually got every single thing, because then it kind of makes me feel a little bit better, because there are a lot of times where I don't get a lot of things. And these people were right there, and they were, they were like, hey, show, show us this thing. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him, nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you, or in King James, shall be in you. And I like that version. Hold fast to truth. To know Jesus is to know the Father. But we also know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So to know truth is to know Jesus, and to know Jesus is to know the Father, and to know the Father is to love him. We learned last Sunday that loving God is how we accomplish that first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. And God says, I do this, I circumcise your hearts through my son Jesus, he did it all the way back in Deuteronomy. He says, I will circumcise your hearts. Here's all your law. But after that, I will come and I will circumcise your hearts. And he didn't tell them how. And then Paul says in the Colossians, this is the mystery. This is what we've been waiting for because Jesus is the one. It's by Jesus that God circumcises our hearts. So coming to know Jesus and coming and having a relationship with him is how your hearts are circumcised. And that fulfills the promise that was made. And so knowing truth and knowing is to know Jesus and to know Jesus is to know the Father and to know the Father is to love him. And God says that you might live, that you may find life. So another word for keep my commandments is to guard his commandments or to guard his commands, to keep, to fulfill. Isn't it interesting that one of the very first things that Paul instructs us in the book of Ephesians, and if you'll go over to the book of Ephesians and near the end there, in Ephesians, in chapter 6, verse 10, 
Notice that it says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, listen to this, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one or the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Isn't it interesting that the very first thing that, that Paul has you put on has prerequisites to it? In order for you to have truth, you need to be able to believe in Jesus or have a relationship in Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And in that relationship with Jesus, you get to know to what it means to love God. And so in, in knowing truth and in knowing Jesus and in knowing and, and loving God, you will live and you will find life. And so basically the very first thing that you're putting on, that you're equipping, is truth. See, it's not a truth, it's the truth. See, for you, speaking the truth is a choice. Jesus is truth. He cannot help but to speak the truth because he is truth, just as the father of lies can't help but to speak lies. Jesus is truth, and in him is found no lying. There is no deceit in Jesus. So to know truth is to know Jesus, and to know Jesus is to know the Father, and to know the Father is to love the Father, and that you may find life. Because it's only by loving the Lord your God with all your heart and soul that you may find life. Because in him is found life, and found out that the, no man comes to the Father but through the Son. And so if I can't go to the Father and I can't show love to the Father but through the Son, do you see how this is all working together? How it builds? But you say, okay, if I'm putting on truth, then that means I am surrounding myself with truth and I'm being that way. So that means, but, but what about all the times that I know, Greg, I, I know that I have lied. I know that I have told things that were not true. So what does that mean for me? Right? I think that comes back to becoming stable and growing in him. It's coming and actually knowing, okay, so that is in the past, So, but I'm talking about right now. If you know those things are there, then now's the time to come to know God and actually deal with those things right now. Don't wait. Because here's the thing. If you're following after Jesus, you want to tell the truth. It's not about need to tell the truth. It's not about should tell the truth. It's about a want 
that you want to tell the truth. Now, I'm going to be very honest with you right now. There was a point in time in my life, probably a lot longer than I'm willing to admit, that the truth was kind of in the gray area. The truth was fluctuating. Have you ever found in your life that you have found that it's when you're fluctuating in the truth that things get a little bit wonky? Right? Your, your relationships get a little bit wonky. Your prayer gets a little bit wonky. Things that you do get a little bit wonky. But when you know that you're putting on the truth, when Paul is saying putting on the truth, he's literally telling you that in order to actually put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand, so that you will be able to deal with things, in order to be able to do that, you have to have the solid relationship with God through Jesus that you know what is truth, you know who Jesus is, and you know who the Father is, and you love him. And that in him, your life is protected. So to know truth. What does that mean? That means that you're going to walk in truth. But Greg, what about the past? Well, the Bible says that if you go to God and you confess and you deal with that, you ask God for repentance and you deal with that. There is not a person in this room. There's not a person in this room that doesn't either A, need to deal with it, B, has already dealt with it, or C, needs to admit that they need to deal with it, either which one of those. We're all in the same boat. How do I know this? I know this because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And one of the major things that we like all of us can actually have a tendency to do is kind of live in that life that's a little bit wonky. Where we allow truth to be a little bit gray. No, truth is truth no matter what. Truth is truth no matter what. Well, I know that was wrong, but... No, it was wrong. I know I shouldn't have done that, except, no, you shouldn't have done that, and you did. Well, Greg, you're doing a whole lot of finger pointing. I'm not doing finger pointing. What I'm saying is, is that in order to come to have forgiveness, you've got to be willing to admit the fact that it was wrong. God says that if you come to him and you confess your sins, he is, great, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But you have to be willing to actually go to God and be willing to admit the fact that it was wrong. It doesn't work if all you're doing is excusing it. Because if you excuse it, guess what? You're going to do it again. Guess what? There's going to be another situation that you're going to be right in the middle of and you're going to come up with the same excuse to do it Again. And here's the thing, is that God loves you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
You got to be willing to deal with those issues in your life and just be willing to be honest in your life and be willing to actually approach those things. Go to God, admit where there is a wrong, and then walk on. Why? Because we are found that we have victory in that. So in Colossians, in chapter 2, going through this, and in verse 15, how can we stand? Well, we can stand with the full armor of God, and then because, and then in verse 15 of Colossians chapter 2, which was last Sunday, we spoke on the fact of the fact that Jesus disarmed all the principalities, all the powers that we are fighting up against. He has already set us up for victory when it comes to this. So it's not about I have to do this wrong thing. It's about I ever choose to. And so I need to stop choosing to do that wrong thing because Satan has no hold on me because my freedom is found in Jesus. And so in verse 16, he says this, So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. We get so lost in in the doings of things, we forget to look at who the solution is in our lives and who we need to be following after. And a lot of this is all based on the fact of no, do not allow a person to judge you. And also in the same realm, this goes the exact opposite. Don't you be judging other people upon what they do or what they don't do because that's none of your business. Don't you be looking and pointing fingers because, and, and this is something that, that if you miss Sunday school class, um, it was, it was kind of cool. We kind of went into the whole entire thing of, I don't have time to look at other people and what is going wrong in their lives. I already have enough wrong in my life to deal with. Thank you very much. I have enough to deal with on my own life. I'm walking my relationship out with Jesus. And all I'm saying for you to do is to walk your relationship without with Jesus. And turns out we could probably encourage one another to continue to walk in Jesus. And so when you're having a downtime, I can encourage you. And when I'm having a downtime, oh, but Greg, you're the pastor. Yeah, I am. It turns out I'm human too. So when I'm having a downtime, right? I need encouragement. We all need to be encouraged because this walk is very gets very difficult sometimes. Sometimes we have a hard time listening to that still small voice and because all the other voices around us are telling us one thing and we really need to stop we need to pay attention and still small voice. And a good friend that comes up to a person and says, hey, hey, Greg, how's your prayer life going? Hey, Greg, how's your Bible reading going? Because what you'll find is when you're struggling, when you're having the most difficult times, you're finding, I'll read the Bible tomorrow. Oh, I'll spend, I'll spend time tomorrow in prayer. Why? Because we all deal with that, right? When we're struggling in life, it has a tendency to happen. So having a good friend coming up to us and say, Hey, you know, just, just how's your prayer life? 
How's your, how's your Bible reading? How's that going for you? You okay? So let no one judge you. In verse 18, let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility. What's false humility? Humility is that which looks really good to everybody else around, but in your heart, you're just coming up with excuses. And then also another thing, in worship of angels, an angel of the Lord will never, ever, ever accept worship. If you, read in the, if you read in the Bible, there is not an angel in the Bible that ever accepts worship from anybody else. And what they will say is, you need to be worshiping God the Father. Intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up in the fleshly mind. So we're talking about people who are actually just all about themselves. They're all about looking good on the outside, all about making sure other people see that things are going okay. Well, you know what? It turns out a real true person that's following after Jesus has the good times and they have the bad times. And you know what? You're going to see it and you're going to know it. Because that's real. When I'm really hurting, I'm really hurting. When I'm really sad, I'm really sad. When I'm really, when I've really made a really bad choice, you're gonna know it, probably in this town by everybody else before I do. But you're gonna it can can I say this? Church is not about perfect people sitting in the pews. Church is about really messy people understanding that they're forgiven. That's what church is. Church is about a lot of people with a whole lot of problems that have found forgiveness in Jesus getting together and encouraging one another so that they can actually be encouraged and so we can all encourage one another within, oh, turns out, the body of Christ. Why? Because in verse 19, it says this. That these people that are all of the fleshly mind, that are just looking about things that are to, to, to make other people see only that which they want them to see. They are not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with increase that is from God. So basically, if you take this the opposite, if you're finding that you're the person that likes to make sure that everything is all okay on the outside, turns out we need to be messy because that's reality of life, turns out we need to be turning and grasping onto truth because the truth that we are supposed to be surrounded by is real truth. Greg, are you doing good? No, I'm really not. Greg, did you have a good day today? No, I just ended up crying my eyes out. Happened a few weeks ago. Greg, are you doing all right? No, I'm a mess. Here's the thing. The church is supposed to be where you can come and cry because you're hurting. When you can't come into church and say, bad day, I need help. 
I'm just saying. We as a people coming together. Why? Because we need to hang on to truth. Is it hard? Is it messy? Does sometimes you might actually have to sit down and you might have to listen to a fellow brother or fellow sister that's going through a bad time and you might have to actually pray for them and you might have to actually just walk with them. Maybe you don't say anything at all. Maybe you're just there to listen. That might actually happen. Could a church Sunday service, oh my word, could a church Sunday service actually come to the point where all it is 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 helping one another out because they're going through a really hard time? Or does it have to look a certain way? Just saying. We coming to know him. And then he goes on to say this, Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of, oh, turns out, men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. You know, you want to know how to really, truly get rid of an addiction? The really true way to actually get rid of an addiction or a problem or a habit in your life that you actually have is by focusing on the truth. What did God do in Deuteronomy? Did God point out all the wrongs that were going on? No, he said this, I will circumcise your heart so that you might live. I will send my son to die on the cross so that you might live. I will send the hope of salvation in your life that will be in you and shall be in you, that spirit that will dwell in you and dwell around you and will be in you. That's how he dealt with it. He didn't, he didn't develop more laws and more rules to combat what was going on in people's lives. He already knew what was going to go on in people's lives. That was never a thing. He said, after all those things, I will send my son to die on the cross for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that you might live how to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. You do not defeat an addiction by concentrating on the addiction. You defeat the addiction by concentrating on the solution. And the solution to whatever is going on in your life, whether it be big or small, and honestly, in my life, the things that I deal with, other people may see as small, I see as pretty big. So, I'm just saying. Oh, they don't have any problems. Yeah, okay, whatever. Because for that person, it can be a very big problem. Whatever we're dealing with in our lives, God's solution for it is to concentrate on him. In order to know, to know truth is to know Jesus, and to know Jesus is to know God the Father, and to know God the Father is to love him. And in him you find life.
Be willing to admit. Be willing to confront. Be willing to to go and deal with the things with God. Be willing to understand that God loves you and he loved you, but while you were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Be willing to admit that you have problems. Be willing to admit that there is a problem. Be willing to walk with him and allow the forgiveness to walk with him. And then be willing to come in on a Sunday service and if you're having a bad day, find a person and actually say, I'm having a bad day. Or be willing to pick up these phones that we carry around all of us and whatever and maybe at some point in time maybe dial up a friend that you know loves loves God, loves the Lord and is going to actually help you and be honest with you by saying, yeah, you're doing a wrong thing. Let's pray. I'm going to end with this story. I know it's a story that I've said before and I apologize if you're bored with it. But... It's, it was very impactful to me, and so I'm hoping that it impacts somebody else. But there was a story that I heard, and it was a story told by uh, a, uh, an, a past alcoholic. And he said this. He said that there was a man that was stuck in a hole. He'd fallen down in a hole, and a person came by, and saw him, and he's like, hey, hey, help me out of this hole. And the person said, well, you got yourself in there. Continued to walk. Another person came on by. Hey, hey, help me out of this hole. The other person said, I can't do it. I, I, I have other things that I need to do. Another person walks on by. Hey, I'm stuck in this hole. The guy jumps into the hole. The other guy looks at him and says, what in the world are you doing? Now we're both stuck in the hole. He's like, no, no, no. There's a way out. I've been here before. Come with me. Jesus didn't stay in heaven so that you can work your life good enough to be in heaven. Jesus came and he jumped in the hole and he showed us what it was like to walk and he showed us what it was like to live. And he showed us what it was like to love the Father. And then he died on the cross. And he paid the price so that you can find your way out of that hole. I hope that we have the ability in church to come in and have a bad day. Because this is not the place that you should be avoiding when you have a bad day. This is the place that you should be coming to. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this time and I want to thank you for this day. I pray, Father, that as we walk this journey, that we as the body of Christ, knit together in love, knit together with you, that we might grow in you and grow together, that we might become stable, and that we might show love one to another. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast or watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to listen or watch past broadcasts, you can go to agjordanmt.com. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day.